Hello and welcome to episode 155 for Schnozcast. This is Bob joined by my fantastic, super awake co-hosts, Nick Bader, Corey Seleski. Todd Dillon is uh, out battling the elements tonight and will be able to join us, but he is here in spirit. So we've got a few things to get to tonight. A little housekeeping, booze news, uh, we've got a few grievances to air, an existential question to ponder. Gentlemen's Agreement and Pick of the Week. Gentlemen, how are you, sir? Good evening. Corey. Oh, hey. There it is. I never would know whether you're waiting for me. Of course. If I just didn't say anything, how long would you wait? The entire show. All right. That, that would make for horrible listening experience, but I'm <clears throat> tempted <Wow>. to try it. <laughs> we can see how it goes. I think it would take like 60 seconds. You'd be like, ah, I'm doing fine, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're here in 2022, fellas. It is 2022. Dropping that fact for, yeah. yeah all the, for those spots. who don't know, <laughs> it is 2022 now. All back together again. Let's, uh, yeah. Uh, special welcome back to the triumphant return of Nick Bader from the brink of death. Well, I'm glad to have you, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it was difficult trying to watch you guys on so many levels. <laughs> well, it's because Bob wi- Bob's Wi-Fi sucks, so. Yeah, it does. It really, it really did. I just meant because I wasn't there, but take it as you may. So I, I recorded, it was last weekend's uh, podcast that he's referring to, and I just published it today. So it's, you know, almost a week later. And uh, it, it was so bad that I had to, sorry, the podcast was so bad. <laughs> the editing of the podcast was so bad that, Corey, you know when you go in GarageBand and you try to, you've got like a little block of silence that you want to cut out. So you got to put a break find the start and then put another break for the end. Right. And then that uh, and then as you do that, your podcast your wave file basically gets chopped up into different segments and it gives each segment a number like the name pod, you know, the wave file name and then dot and then the number. And if you never do it, you only have a 1. But I did it in the very last segment when I was done was 227. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, I ended up chopping over 30 minutes out of it. And it wasn't because it was bad, it was just the delay and you know we ultimately had to go like okay we'll talk and todd you wait till we're done and then you talk and there's gonna be a five second delay in between every time unlistenable uh, if i had left it alone yeah i wouldn't have listened to unlistenable it, Dude, that's why that's why i said for, for the video i'm not even gonna bother with with any of that uh yeah. i'm just gonna put up uh, the pictures of in artwork of past artwork i had to call him and ask him because he was he's like hey can you put that audio file up there when you're done and I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck he's going to do with that because I cut so much out of it. It's like uh, <laughs> like a thousand cuts. And so I call him like, man, I don't understand what you want. And finally explain. I'm like, oh, that's good because that's probably going to be way easier than whatever I thought you were Yeah, trying do. to cut the video together is going to be next to impossible. So oh, it, yeah, it, horrible. It'll just be the audio with the uh, past artwork streaming on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, unless, Nick, you want to make something special for the... <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, I got to make something for this upcoming week, so... That is true. It's your call, man. Whatever you want. To, I mean, if you if you want to make something for it, feel free. If you got the time, yeah, we'll we'll see how this week goes. All right. So along those lines, uh, just to get into housekeeping real quick, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining. Stick with us here. Uh, we'll be here every week at this time. Uh, if you want to find us out in the streaming services, you can get us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pandora, Audible, or anywhere we can get a podcast. If you're looking for us out on social media, you can find us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Schnozcast. You can email us at schnozcast at gmail.com or 
at any time, day or night, you can text or call us at 618-SHOCKER. The Shocker. Nick Bader controls that phone, keeps it right next to his bed at all times. 24-7, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 24-7. I mean, you're not going to get a better response from 911, I don't think. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> I wouldn't hope so. Uh, so along, those, along these lines for housekeeping, um, two things. First of all, uh, congrats, fellas. We just hit uh, 150 episodes on Podbean. I know we're at, technically this is episode 155, but... There were enough lost episodes. <laughs> I was going to say a couple of bread episodes. Yep. Uh, and the first episode we, you know, sorry, the second through the fourth or something like that were. Didn't do anything with. Pretty unlistenable. Got super drunk. <laughs> Nothing made sense. So we just officially hit 150 episodes. So we have a badge there in case we want it. Nice. Um, secondly, uh, for, for you, the listener, um, we're going to change a little bit of how we how we get this podcast to you. Normally we would um, get together on a night like this and we would, uh, we would get ready to record the audio, record the video and also live stream it out on YouTube. Uh, and we've determined that we want to get you a better product. And so therefore we're going to forego the live stream and go in on our own uh, and just record it, um, engineer it uh, in post and get you uh, the best product that we can get you. So a lot like all of the other main Mainstream podcast that you'll see, the Joe, Joe Rogan Experience. Why not compare ourselves to the Joe Rogan Experience? We're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, your mom's house. We're coming for you, Joe. <laughs> uh, we are not. The, none of those people go live, and we aren't either. We're going to make sure that what we give you is the best that we can give. So uh, so that's going to be a little bit different. So when you see us uh, out on YouTube or you, or you lo- are looking for us out on Spotify, uh, when we drop a new episode, which you will be able to get if you subscribe to us, so make sure and do that. Um, it'll be what we recorded from the previous week. So every once in a while, probably once a quarter, we'll end up going live. I was going to say, I could see doing like maybe a St. Paddy's Day live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe a, a 4th of July. Sure. Martin Luther King. Yeah. 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 Uh, Along Devil's those Night. lines. Flag Day. Yeah, absolutely. Boxing Day in Canada. Well, that's a huge one. So. We, we actually have a lot of fans in Canada. <laughs> Oh, well, then That's there you go. Then, then we, should, we should do a bo- well, Boxing Day just who passed. Else, who else does a Boxing Day? I don't think anybody does a Boxing Day podcast. I'm well, sure listen, people- listen to these Americans. <laughs> this is crazy. How dare they do a podcast on Boxing Day? They're, they kind of sound Irish, too. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to work yeah. on that Canadian accent. <laughs> they sound a little Irish. That's- Maybe they moved a long time ago. Maybe they're second generation. They, Im- they immigrated? <laughs> yeah. Tons of immigrants. So that's housekeeping for the week. Uh, Nick has poured us a shot, so uh, we welcome you, as always, to pour yourselves one and join us. What, what do we got here? This is the Old Smoky uh, Strawberry Moonshine. Um, I think this is a blushing um, pregnant woman's teat milk. Oh, Ooh. I was so close. Yeah. Danielle, you got one? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Definitely strawberry. Tastes like the strawberry uh, tippy cow. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we were going to be doing like six more of those. No, that's heavy. Yeah. It's definitely heavy. Um, yeah. There might be one more before the end of the entire evening. But. It it tastes like like Christmas eggnog with brandy. Is that good? I don't think so. I, mean, I fucking it, hate eggnog. I mean, I love eggnog. It has, it has like a one, two sip that are like, yeah, this is great. And no, that was Missy Elliott. That was one, two, step. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Sierra. Boom, Corey. 
Don't talk to me about 90s R&B. Talk to you about using your microphone on the podcast, though. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's new. I need to understand how it works. <laughs> it's the beard, sir. It's, it's new. It's actually very heavy, like it wants to tip over. So the, I'm going to get the new stand soon. So Anyhow. There's housekeeping for you. There's housekeeping for you. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Corey, uh, I, I was asked to, I don't think I've told you this story before. Uh, if I did, just pretend like I didn't. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, so it was a it was a few weekends ago. This is brand new information. <laughs> I haven't told it on the podcast, and um, the last time Nick asked me to tell it, it took me like twenty minutes to remember the story. But uh, I was so it was after a night of podcasting. It was maybe a month and a half, two months ago, mm-hmm. and so decided that uh, you know at the end of the night uh, we'd all partied after the podcast, a little after show. Um, and Corey had gone to bed, and <laughs> Nick was going to go to bed. And Corey's doing the futon thing. So, uh, smartly not driving home. So, give him some credit. Yep. And I decided I needed to take an Uber home uh, rather than stay. So, um, or no, I spent the night on the on the couch in the basement. Uh, I, I don't know. I was That's asleep. So. so, I got up in the morning. Your story. I, yep, I got up in the morning, and I'm ready to leave. So, um, I Cor- Corey's asleep. Nick's asleep. And no, Corey, you had left already. It was only me and Nick here. For some reason, you I left before like you super g- early. Yeah, and you were gone. And or you slept in super late. I, that could have been too, but I, I don't think so. I think it was probably I don't know, maybe ten thirty ish. Anyway, so I get up and I'm like, I gotta go. So I I call an Uber and I can see that I get somebody to sign to me, and they're like, okay, was was fifteen that, minutes? Was that one of the weeks that he couldn't be here? Because you guys were alternating back and forth. There was one weekend where it was just me and you, and then there was another weekend where it was just I could have sworn he was here, but you could be right. Why would you have slept on the couch down here if the futon? Yeah, if I wasn't here and the futon was open, because um, it was cooler down here. I think it was because I think it was the week you were gone. Because I was like, I was why say, wouldn't you I, go sleep on the futon? And he, he was like, yeah, that's Corey's futon. And I, I also don't remember ever coming down here See? in the morning. You being down here because uh, I would I would have remembered that. Okay, well that's fair. So maybe you weren't here. So yeah, anyway, I think it was the week. Yeah, I called for the Uber and I could see on the on the app it's like fifteen minutes away. So I start packing all my stuff up um, and getting ready to go. And then I realize uh, I open up the app to check it again to see how close he's getting, and I realize that I need a mask and I don't have a mask. And normally, if Corey was here, I'd be like, "Hey, buddy, you got a mask? I can borrow." I just provide him with masks. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but no, Corey can't do that. So I'm like, "Let me go to Nick," and so I'm pounding at his bedroom door, like pound, 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 pound. Nothing at all. I do that for probably a good 45 seconds. Nothing. So I'm not going to get Nick to so I start going through his cupboards, and I start looking in the closet. <laughs> Ooh, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I didn't take any Pop-Tarts. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm desperately looking for masks. I'm like, I can't not take this Uber. Like, I got to get out of here. Oop, look at candy. Oop, look at candy. Dogs at home. Like, I need to get home. So I can't find anything. And so finally, I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to do the old paper towel trick. So I ripped off a piece of paper towel and I folded it into quarters and I stuffed it underneath my glasses so it's <laughs> in front of my nose and I just walked out to the Uber with this square <laughs> I, a paper towel hanging in front of my face. I feel as if it would have been easier for you yeah. to just tell the guy like, hey man, listen, sorry, I, I stayed here. I don't have a mask. Uh, I He wasn't risking his no, ride. I wasn't risking the ride and I didn't want to get another one and I'm like, I'm, I'm taking this car. So I he I, could have still told you no. I got I got it no. <laughs> so I, I walked in with this Why didn't big you pull white your square. shirt up over your mouth. I was hungover, dude. <laughs> he was 
<laughs> square so, of paper so, towel. So you had the wherewithal to put tucked in his glasses, right? A yes. square of paper towel, yes, under the bridge of your glasses, yes. But yet, didn't think about just taking your T-shirt and putting it up over your nose. Nope, didn't think about it. So I got in the car, never said a word, and the guy, probably because of this weird guy with this white square in front of his face drove home the way that I always want someone to drive me home. He was driving like at least 20 miles out over the speed limit to trying to time the light so he didn't have to stop at all and just keep on going as fast as possible. Because he thought you were going to murder him. Probably. (laughs) you were insane. (laughs) Look at this psycho that is wearing the worst disguise ever to try to kill me. Corey, and you you know it was not like form-fitting like a mask would be, so it was probably just this square like sticking out. Yeah. So he dropped me off right at the base of my driveway. I got out. We never said two words to each other. And I walked in the house. Jesus. Yeah, but it, I guess in Bob's defense in that circumstance, like, if he had, I'm sure he gets a lot of people that try and pull their shirt up. And they may say, like, oh, dude, you, you can't do the, you got to have an, a mask. So I think Bob was really trying to, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe if he looks, maybe if he looks out of his peripheral vision, he'll just see something white on my face and just assume it's a mask. Okay, if I were that Uber driver, I would much rather have someone pull their shirt up over their their nose. Oh yeah, and mouth rather than. Oh, you're in agreeing the with him. Yeah, I, oh, no, okay. I agree. I would want someone to pull their shirt up. Yeah, just a loose piece. Yeah, if, of paper if I was towel. strict about someone wearing a mask <laughs> in my car, yeah, I would prefer that. If anything, that driver should have turned around and looked at you and been like, "Dude, just it's fine." Yeah, he didn't do that because even at this point, why? Like, it's He's not. Like, it's time to drive fast. <laughs> Did you at least leave him five stars? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you how many stars he left you. <laughs> he left me five stars. Because <laughs> well, he's probably like, I really don't want this guy still coming back after me and trying to kill me. Uh, I still got a perfect Uber rating, so. <laughs> That's surprising. So happy ending it, uh, for all of us. He probably thinks yeah. you're special needs. That's why he was like, That's oh, fine. you're independent. That's Good fine. job, buddy. Good job. You made it. Look at you. Look at you Look trying. At you. Wow. I made this mask on my own. <laughs> Should have drew a little smiley all, face on it. <laughs> Thanks for the ride. <laughs> you have a good one, buddy. You guys are awful. <laughs> You're the one that told the story. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> all right, Corey. And you. now it's time for booze news. <laughs> okay. I do have a story for you fellas today. And this is a, a, a bit of an older story a couple it's a couple months old back in october of last year um this is about the canucks fan who saved the the canucks team member's life i haven't heard this so during uh, so this lady went to a game um and she was sitting uh behind the glass um or sorry behind the bench um for the canucks and i have heard this sorry i just heard it yesterday oh did you really fuck um so there's a gentleman who's a, an assistant equipment manager for the Canucks named Brian Red Hamilton. Um, and this fan was being very persistent during the game, tapping the glass and trying to get his attention. And he didn't know what it was about. But, um, and, you know, uh, when, you're behind the, when you're behind the bench, I assume you get harassed by fans banging the glass all the time. It yeah, happens all the time. Cause, so she was, she was a Canucks fan, mm-hmm. and he was, he was actually the, the trainer for the other team. The Leafs. Um, 
No, he was the equipment manager for the Canucks. Okay, well, whatever whatever the story was, she was she was a fan of the other team. Oh, she, she was, was a, a Leaf fan. fan. Of, she was a Kraken fan. They were playing Kraken, Kraken, yes, at the time. Uh, Close. Kraken. Way to name one NHL team. <laughs> um, Canadian. I think I was doing pretty good. Good job at sports. That's the team that we've Sport. talked about because Todd's from Seattle. That's why. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he anyway he did turn around and uh, she had written a message uh, in big letters uh, and showed him through the glass telling him that he had a possibly cancerous mole on the back of his neck. And as it turned out, this fan's instincts were correct. Uh, he went to his doctor and showed him, the, showed him the mole and had a biopsy, and he found out that it was malignant melanoma in phase two. So at that stage, uh, it was just in the outer later, and so they were able to remove all of it. So um, it was a pretty cool thing that that she did, and she didn't have to do it. She, he didn't have to look back, but it just happened to work out. And so in an interview, he, he said... Hey, she extended my life. Uh, she didn't take me out of a burning car like the big stories, but she took me out of a slow fire. The words out of the doctor's mouth were if, that if I ignored that for four to five years, I wouldn't be here. I didn't know it was there. She pointed out how she saw it boggles my mind because it wasn't very big. I was wearing a jacket and I wear a radio on the back of my jacket that hooks on. So those cords are there. Like I said, she's a hero. So um, after, after taking it to the doctor and getting it biopsied, finding out that it was actually stage two cancer, having it removed, he wanted to contact her and let her know how much that she had helped him. So he wrote an open letter to her um, and did a hashtag hockey Twitter on the Canucks page saying, you know, I'm trying to find a very special person. I need the hockey community's help. To this woman, I'm very much trying to find you. Changed my life, and now I want to find you to say thank you so very much. Uh, they identified her really quickly as Nadia Popovici, a 22-year-old University of Washington graduate an aspiring physician uh, who didn't had no idea that this was going on. Um, she had done an overnight shift working for a suicide hotline. This girl seems like she's just a, a unbearably nice person doing nice things all the mm-hmm. time. Her mother saw the tweet when it was reposted in her ladies of the Kraken Facebook group, which I'm sure Nick belongs to because he knows all about the Kraken. Yep. Uh, and she replied saying, oh, my gosh, this is my daughter. So she just got accepted into multiple medical schools. We have season tickets behind the opposing team. And she noticed this mole on the back of his neck. So she typed a message on her phone, knocked on the glass window to get his attention. We didn't think any more of it. This is absolutely amazing. So they were able to meet uh, the next time that the Kraken and the Canucks played each other. Uh, and about 90 minutes before the game, she's able to he was able to meet her um, take and take a few pictures. Um, and the two of them, you know, it was a very nice thing. The cool part is that the two teams, the Canucks and the Kraken, joined together to give her a $10,000 scholarship toward her medical school expenses and then announced it during the first period of the game. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's it. So um, I, I, I did hear that story the other day, and that is very cool. Uh, the They did an interview, though. The two of them actually met mm-hmm. in person. It was, it was rough. Why was it rough? It was very, like, like <clears throat> uh, awkwardly forced happy conversation oh between like, the two of them it was like the the whatever news um place covered it, it it wasn't like they let them meet before and like talk a few things out and then we're like okay well now we're gonna get you guys on camera it was literally like they met and the cameras were already rolling and they were like ha, ha, oh hey nice he's like <laughs> yeah i didn't know what to think when uh you were telling me about that mole and yeah. it, it was just, it was very awkward. Like, <laughs> like I said, they should have sat them down and let them actually talk to each other prior. Yeah. And then did the interview. But it was like literally like they hadn't 
even met for a single second yet, and the cameras were already rolling, and that's how they did the interview. A certain level of cringe. Yeah, yeah. It, it just made you feel like you're like just listening to them. I mean, you knew they both had good intentions. They were both actually like happy, mm-hmm. but you could tell they were like, ha, ah, cameras here. Okay. Stage right. A little this Sydney is Brady weird. Thing. Yeah. So okay. just like trying to make weird conversation, general conversation with each other, but all in all, it was, yeah. Awesome story. So you got that rem- yeah, removed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just malignant. No, that's because I thought it was malignant. It was, I you sent the message. I said something about it. I, I saw it and I yeah. said something. So how, how's so stage med- three medical now stage two? You're in medical school, oh, oh, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm in medical school. That's that. why you guys gave me that ten thousand yeah. dollars. Remember that time you looked at my mole and you said it was cancer? Yeah, that was that was that, that was, was fun. Cool, man. Just last weekend. <laughs> uh, I do a very uplifting story. Though. I do have some booze news for you. Oh, go around the topic. Okay. Um, since you discussed a sweet hockey story, mm-hmm. there was actually a post of. Uh, from the Detroit Red Wings a couple, maybe a weekend ago, that showed during warm-ups, uh, they were focused on Dylan Larkin skating around and shooting. And he took a shot, uh, missed, and, and skated past the net and kind of did like, you know, that lazy bump into the glass uh, to not actually fully stop, but that's how you stop yourself. Yeah. Well, there was actually a fan sitting directly behind the net, even during, I mean, like this was like early, early warm-ups, not sure. pre-game warm-ups. <clears throat> and when he did that to the glass, it knocked over the person's beer they had sitting there on the, oh. uh, on the, the, which you could argue is should probably be on the ticket going like, if you're, right. If, you, if you don't want your you, beer to get spilled. You should know sitting there. down there, do not do that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe it was the first time sitting front row, whatever. Sure. Uh, and when, when Larkin did that, he turned around and saw that he knocked the guy's beer over and he was clearly mic'd up that, that game. And you just hear him. He's like, Oh no. Oh no. He's like, man, ah, this guy, I, that's that's terrible. So he skates over to the bench. It's okay, Corey, just take it slow. <laughs> I know I'm starting to choke up. Get choked up. <clears throat> he skates over to the bench and asks the uh, the trainer, the equipment trainer that was back there. He's like, "Hey man, he's like, you got twenty bucks on you?" And he's like, uh, I, "I think so." Why? He's like, "Why do you want twenty dollars from me?" He's guy. Like, I just I just knocked that guy's beer over behind the glass there, and he points him out. He's got. Like, he's like, "I have twenty in my in my locker." He's like, "You, you can either run and grab that or just give him your twenty, and I'll pay you back after the game." And then it cuts to, sure enough, there was the equipment trainer running over and gave the guy 20 bucks, and he goes, that's from Dylan Larkin for, for spilling your beer. And, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, so I thought that, that was pretty uh, pretty cool. I wonder, I wonder, fellas, what that conversation might have sounded like after the game was over and Dylan was getting dressed and ready to go home and the equipment manager's wondering where his $20 was. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Jimmy. hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, Dylan. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Not- hey, man, great job managing that equipment tonight. I was just wondering, that twenty earlier, twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, you I'm, know that. I'm sorry. That, I, that twenty uh, I, I used for the guy's beer you knocked over. Oh, what, did I knock that over? Yeah, yeah. You asked me for twenty. Remember it? It just it happened. Right I know the I knocked a beer over, and I thought I told you to tell the guy that I'm sorry. Hopefully, you did that. Yeah, no, I gave him twenty bucks that you asked me for. I so, did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, that was really nice of you. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, see you next game, I guess, huh? Yeah, see you, oh, see you, right. see you, see you tomorrow. Whew, glad you make millions a year. <laughs> I will just make my equipment manager salary and go about my way. I love that he had to say, I've got 20 in my locker. Like, as if this professional <laughs> hockey player is not going to be good for 20. Yeah. No, and that's and I, I kind of found it funny, too, because I was also like, right. couldn't one of them just 
literally go to like a concession stand. Yeah. Like I need a beer now. Yeah. I, I, I'm part of the team. I just, I yeah. explain to them why I'm the equipment manager yeah, and I need to take it to someone. I would hope that anyone in the building would be like, oh, well, yeah, here. I would imagine they would just make a phone call and be like, hey, this guy for the rest of the night, give him free beers. And whatever the bill is, just send it to me. I wonder what it would sound like when that guy who was working the concession stand who gave the $20 of beer to the equipment manager went to the assistant equipment manager again to to get his $20 back. The equipment manager went directly to the guy. It was actually him that walked the $20 over. Corey, but what would it sound like? Yeah, what would it sound like? Dude, you got me for one. You got me for one. I, I was I was on board. I thought I was gonna get him for another one. I was on board with that. I, I was waiting for him to go. Oh, oh, hey, man. hey, man, hey, Jimmy. Oh, hey, Paul, what's going on? No, oh, you're not. You're not much, man. Uh, hey, uh, remember that beer? Nice try. <laughs> we gotta work on that, guys. Slowly but surely. Tom and Tom and Bert would have done that. Uh, I think Tom's done uh, falling what, for Bert shenanigans. What do we, you think so? Oh yeah. Why? I've listened to all the last episodes and really <laughs> he's getting ready to like call it quits. No, I don't think he's getting ready to call it quits. He, he's done feeding into a lot of bird stuff. Okay. So it's kind of, well, he, out it's welcome. Yeah. He, he finds, he finds a lot of it funny, but he, you can tell he's not dumping as much gasoline on the fire as he normally would. You think it's basically just become a lot of shtick? Oh yeah. Yeah. Which Bert seems to prefer or thrive in. Yeah, and t- Tom's not know. not about that. Uh, that's a shame. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> we'll I could see. be completely wrong, too. I, I don't know. I'm that's, not, that's just what I gather from it. It's happened on a few occasions. That's fair. Uh, well, while you got the floor, Corey, um, normally Todd would do the uh, airing of grievances section, which, Nick, I got to get you to come up with something for that. Yeah? Yeah. Even if it's just a you know, soundbite. Oh, okay. Which apparently we're not going to get now, so. Well, <laughs> did you hear Todd's, um, what did he play by mouth on the last episode? Oh, he did. Harmonica. He did. Um, yes. What did we do? Existential question? What did he no, play I by can't. mouth? No, it was booze news. Booze news, yeah. yeah. He did your booze news, like, uh, it was pitch perfect. He, no, he, I heard it. I didn't care for it. You didn't hear of, it. Of course. I didn't. did hear it. I was in the room, like, saying hi to you guys five <laughs> times, and no one even looks in the chat. I'm like, now I know how our audience feels. Oh, you know. I'm like, that's ah, Todd, this. Todd's job. Blah, 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 that. Da, 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 this. And I'm like, they, are, they so, haven't paid sorry, attention to one person in the room. Sorry, I was too big. I don't even know if I could have opened we were, the room. Yeah, we were I'm just I'm, trying to keep the whole dude, thing afloat. You, you were both like, yo, if Nick was here, he'd blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, ha, ha. Like, I said something. And you're like, oh, uh, yeah, so Nick's pro- he's probably at home sitting next to the shocker phone right now. And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm right here. And, like, you guys are just oblivious. Yeah, well, I already knew I couldn't pull it up on my laptop and watch it and stream it there because I'm like, there's no way the Wi-Fi is going to allow that. <laughs> and then every time I'd look down at the switcher uh, iPad, I was, it would one of us would be frozen. So I'd have to take that camera down to a single camera and then try to bring that back. So, yeah, there was no paying attention to any comments that, I mean, that episode. I mean, just – Imagine the bandwidth going to the 55-inch TV upstairs with Pornhub 
for Jack while you guys are trying to stream that episode. <laughs> he wasn't home yet, so. That was when we still had good bandwidth. I, I love how Bob, like, <laughs> yeah, right. disapprovingly goes, what? <laughs> when when any time he's explained bandwidth at his house, he he's, have like, my login. he's like, <laughs> oh, it's J- mine. Jack's, Jack's got video games going, and he's watching something on Netflix, and he's on Facebook on his phone, and he's watching yeah. porn on his computer, and he's got all these different things going. I'm just listing all the possibilities. I'm not taking an inventory of what he's actually doing. I will say it was funny because Bob did mention before the episode he was like i told jack while we're doing the episode no porn no 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 playing games no No downloading games no no streaming this no doing that jack wasn't even home yet went upstairs the second sure enough wet lone sock on the floor the second jack came home he poked his head in the kitchen he's like hey we're like oh hey yeah everything shut down let let the masturbation begin (laughs) everything that's that's when everything started going real south yeah so i'm like yeah clearly clearly jack wasn't listening to your no streaming rule for tonight so as soon as he came over like like a brownout yeah the light started to dim yeah everything was not an issue until yeah wow wow. cars that were passing by my house started to slow down (laughs) i can only assume jack was upstairs like those idiots, they don't know how Wi-Fi works. I, I could easily do this and this, and it's not going to affect anything. Jack goes up to his 15-switch light switch. <laughs> All right, let's get everything it's, turned on. It's the big main breaker for his yeah. bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so airing of grievances, Corey. Yes, so my airing of a grievance this week, since Todd is not with us, um, you guys, have you ever been watching a show of any sort and – little commercial break comes on and there's like this elaborate uh just setup of a commercial it's like there's two people dancing on mars and they're floating in the air and there's all this crazy music playing and you're like what the hell like what could they be promoting this is uh, this is gonna be insane it's gonna be the chanel commercials it's gonna be so good and the second it fucking ends chanel number five it is. i'm like is it the chanel commercials yeah yeah i hate those i'm like what what exactly does any of what just occurred in front of me have to do with this fragrance? It, like, it, it, millions so, of dollars on a commercial. As soon as you said that, it made me think of the Chanel commercials because it's like, dun, 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 mm-hmm. and they're like walking up invisible stairs and they're like dancing. Into, Thank you. They're dancing into space and it's like, and it's like all this violin music and they're and then all of a sudden it's like, et de toilette Chanel number five. And exactly. Like, what the fuck? What that the, that what wasn't is, bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? They've been Dude, doing that for decades. Every time I see him, I get so upset. Like, the, the most recent <laughs> one was with Johnny Depp. And he's yeah. out in this desert playing a guitar. Plays, like, two riffs off of a guitar. And then there's, like, all these wolves following him. And it's like, oh, de toi. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, de toi. How, how does... <laughs> oh, I think you mean, oh, de toilette. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, toilet well, water. I, that's, that was the, the joke. Yeah. But... Remember Joey trying to speak French? Yeah, I well, la la <laughs> When I put that kind of that stuff on, that's that's how I feel, like playing the guitar in a desert and being chased by chased wolves. by wolves. Not chased like they were following him, like they were, he was the leader of their pack. At, dude, any time now, especially with Hulu, if I see a very weird, out there, modern slash classical commercial, I'm like, okay, and it's usually got some kind of celebrity that I don't understand mm-hmm. who it is. So it's like, like. I don't know some some fucking chick pop singer or something that I don't know who it is, and you know who they are. No, I don't. You were just saying how awesome you are at pop music. What? When you guys are battling between Sierra and 
Messi else. Elliott. Say it was Elliott. awesome at pop music. I said R- the tape. '90s R and B. '90s R and B. I believe is what I said. Um, but it, yeah, it'll be like some new artist or something, and it'd be like, or like Jennifer Lopez running with like pearls on or some shit, and then you know, it's the dumbest shit ever. It yeah. has nothing to do with, and I can only imagine what these companies spent to just get Johnny Depp or Jennifer Lopez to be in their commercial. And the amount that they put into the the production of it, it can't. I, yeah, it doesn't like, make any sense to how how you can explain how you're going to put that much money into that commercial, and the products. There's no way you're getting that kind of return on that product. There's just not. It's like an yeah, like an overmodulated like commercial. Like it's it's like they film it like a movie. But the the answer is that they absolutely do make a fortune on that commercial because they've done it for. A long, long time. Back in the 80s, they did it with uh, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields did Calvin Klein jeans, and it was just a slow shot of her like reclining on jeans, like a close-up on just her legs and all up, and, and then on her see, ass, and she's like, see, no, but no one comes between me and my Calvins. Though, that's way different to me, though. Why is that? Because that's you're using, you're using her figure sexuality, and form yeah. and sexuality to sell a, a, a clothing item. Yeah. Perfume and fragrance has nothing to do with... I'm sorry, but it doesn't have anything to do with sexuality or... And it's even beyond that with these commercials. It, like I said, there's people floating on Mars while they're dancing. I'm like, that that doesn't correlate to the the product but, uh, they're trying to sell. Um, the wares they're trying to peddle. But ima- okay. imagine the scent that Johnny Depp's body would make being chased by wolves. All I think of is disgusting pirate. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I think of. Why is the rum always gone? Yeah, that's, that's the only scent I, I can... No, he wants you to ask him. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. It's a line from it a Pirates setup. of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's what got, I figured. But why well, is the rum always going? Okay, old yeah. man McGee over here next. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, you know, <laughs> those movies are way after my time. Oh, dude, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. When he's when they uh, they made that meme of uh, Johnny Depp in the what's his face from the movie. Um, Yep. What is his name? The captain. I cannot remember. <laughs> I can't either for whatever reason. Danielle. Name of the captain in Johnny, Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow? Yeah, Jack, Jack Sparrow. Sparrow yeah. Yeah. It was a picture of Jack Sparrow looking into a dusty rum bottle. I know that part, yeah. Yeah, and they made a meme of it that said, you know, drinking in the drinking rum in the morning doesn't make you an alcoholic, it makes you a pirate. Absolutely. I'm going to stick with that. I love yeah. that. Let's <laughs> get a pirate hat and... I, I said I didn't quote it from a meme. I just said it that I saw it on Facebook to Mike, and he was like in stitches. Like there are very few things that make Mike laugh, and he's uh, oh, that's a good one. I'm like those Brits. I know so easy sometimes. <laughs> I do say. All right, Nick. Hip hip. Todd still with us, even in spirit. God rest his soul. <laughs> All right. So there were a couple of uh, existential questions uh, to pick for this week, and this one just tickled my fancy. Tickled you pink, huh? Tickled me pink, just like the shit you drink in the freezer. You guys are making me uncomfortable. Um, so uh, this existential question of this week is, if you could pick one famous person to be your neighbor, who would it be? And why? Ooh. If you could pick one person to be your neighbor. Um, That's a good question. 
don't know if we want to come back to it. Um, because I'm gonna have to think of mine first. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll take a bullet for the team and and go first if you want. Yeah, I feel like you guys have a lot of easy answers. You're old. You can think fast. You no. know a lot of celebrities. <laughs> yeah, you've had a lot of neighbors. You understand how neighbors work. All right. So um, I think it. I think it have to be Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Why? Uh, dude's hilarious. If I had him over for a beer or to watch the game, I'd have a great time. I feel like he'd keep a clean house. I feel like he wouldn't be throwing like late night parties and keeping my kids up and generally like all sorts of shenanigans and making fucking trouble. I feel like I'd be it'd be a home run with Tom Hanks. Oh, I got mine. <laughs> it's it's another time. All right. It's another time. No no discussion on mine. Right to Nick's. He's got his answer. Go no, ahead, I didn't. Was Go there ahead, more? Sir. I mean, you. No, that was it. I didn't know this was supposed to be just to name the celebrity and then we're done. No, what what, <laughs> what else do you have to say? Please, I, nothing. I guess. I mean, I, I, you're, you're having drinks with him. He, he's not uh, keeping Corey you up at night. Literally, he's like, why? Explain why. Oh, so I didn't I hear him why. say yeah, why. He's like, I got mine. All right. Well, that's all right. I don't know. What, I mean, what else? <laughs> Please, I would love to hear more about Tom uh, Hanks being your neighbor. I guess I was done. He's not going to keep you up. <laughs> he's not going to be loud. I guess I was done. You could have a beer with him. Uh, my bad. We're both the same age. Is that what you're trying to go for? Uh, no. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to go for. Um, mine would be Tom Holland. Now you're just copying off of me, man. They're two different people. Same first name. My come middle on, name's come Tom. Come on, buddy. Same first, last initial. Come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Not even, not even funny. No, it would be Tom Holland. Because okay. any interview. You so want to see Zendaya walking into the That's front what door. I'm saying. It's, it comes yeah. with a plus. Yep. It comes with a plus. He's going to be with Zendaya. For but now. Both of them are, like, the coolest people on earth. Like, if you've ever seen any interview with them, like, they're the coolest, most down-to-earth people, and I think that they would be a lot of fun to party with. Okay. I mean, every single you interview. you think that Zendaya would come to your house to have a party? Well, Tom would convince her. Tom's more of a down-to-earth kind of guy, more so than she is. How, but, how many how many weekends do you think that Nick would work to tr- work on Tom to try to get Tom on his side? Oh, so it wouldn't take long. bring Zendaya. It would take a very long time. <laughs> but, he, knows, he knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I see any, any interview with him, like he'll do any interview. Uh, he's very humbling. Um, he's very much like a, a normal down-to-earth kind of guy. Um, he like donates his time going to like children's hospitals and doing all that. Like he's just a really cool person. And she and him, any of their relationship I see together, like they're just the coolest couple in the world. And I think they'd be a lot of fun. I don't. I don't think they'd be like, "Oh, you're not famous." I feel like they'd be like, "Well, this is our new neighbor." I think his spider sense would be tingling very quickly. <clears throat> wow. No, uh, the, the, what, the the what Nick's the going game. for, right? Yeah, probably <laughs> he would pick up on it really quickly. <laughs> I'm sure Nick wouldn't have been the first. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the problem too is that Tom Holland can't keep a secret. So I know. You can't, you can't count on him to not. I'm not gonna be like, Zendaya. "Hey, Tom, I'm secretly in love with your your girlfriend here. Don't tell her." Probably the right. I, the next day, tell. she'd come over and knock on your door and slap you right. In the I've face. seen every single interview with him where he's like, "Oh yeah, this and this and this," and he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah, can you tell us about that Endgame movie? Well, I mean, there's a bunch of us who die. Oops, probably shouldn't have said that. He he actually said in one of the interviews that uh, he showed up to a scene thinking they were gonna be 
like they were shooting a beach scene and it ended up being like something in space and he's like where is the beach and they're like Oh, Tom, we only told you that it was a beach because we didn't want you to give this away to everybody. Well, at least, at least people know. Yeah, It's actually a hilarious thing to search through YouTube for Tom Holland interviews where the other Marvel guys have to literally have to sit next to him and keep going like, no, 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 I'll take that question. No, you he's like, talk. he's like a child, like one of one of the he was doing a, a Facebook live. And he's like, oh, this is cool. You know, I just got something from um, Marvel Studios. And let's see what this is. And he literally opened it, and the back is facing the camera, and he's he's just looking at the front. And the back says, Marvel Studios, official business only, confidential. <laughs> oh, that's good. Do, do not do not disclose to anyone. And he, he was clueless. Because a lot of the stuff you're like, okay, he's fucking around. But he is so like a child. Like he has no idea. And he opens it up, and he's like, oh, dear Tom. Uh, we, we see here that, you know, and I'm so happy that the, the franchise is going in this direction. And blah, blah, blah. he's like, hmm, that was pretty nice of him. Uh, from And it was the director. And he's like, oh, so you, you got to. Oh, shit. <laughs> he turns the camera off. That's the guy you want keeping your secrets from what, his I amazingly mean, what secrets gorgeous am I girlfriend? Hey, guess what? I really think your girlfriend's hot. <laughs> and again, I don't think that would work yeah. out too well for no. you. No. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've all been over to Nick's house after the podcast. It'd be the long game. At 2.33 in the morning. They'd be there. Really drunk. You and Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some secret spill. Dude, he... Hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are doing tomorrow night, but your girlfriend's really hot. I really... I think you guys should come over. Don't tell her I said that. (laughs) I feel like Nick would go the route that all of a sudden he'd be making bets and wanting to go see Marvel movies and being like, oh, I bet this happens in the movie. And we'd be like, no, there's no way. Come to find out, well, fucking Tom Holland was just <laughs> spilling the beans about all the movies. Dude, he was over last night. <laughs> Damn amazing. it, Tom. All the times we've been here, we've never seen him. That's he lives right next door. That's another $500 I just lost to Nick to do that Marvel, Marvel movie. You'd have a lot of Marvel movies to catch. I know you are not a fan. You'd have a lot to catch up. But I think that's why, you know, kind of like how Tony and I hit it off. I don't like sports. He loves sports. It's like the opposite of track. He'd be like, he'd be like, oh, this one movie I shot. I'd be like, yep, didn't see it. But of course, this friendship I see just going like gangbusters. I think, but but yet, according to you, before the podcast, you are great at sports. Sports, great at sports. Sports, yeah, yes, sport. I think he would appreciate someone not like ooh ooh and ah like over what he does. No, he's an actor. Actors live for people to fawn over them. That's their job. Except for Tobey Maguire. Did you see him? He hates everybody. Uh, I I think the general consensus uh, is that he's kind of a dick. Yeah. And isn't making a ton of movies anymore because... Well, as you say, he had had that early on Spider-Man fame and then that kind of just... After that, that was about it. Well, they they show like side-by-sides of how Tobey Maguire deals with fans and how Tom Holland does. Uh, Do you... Didn't I ask you, Corey, didn't I assign you to watch that Jessica Chastain movie where she uh, was running that gambling ring? Yes. Yeah. That poker uh, poker night? Mm-hmm. Um, the character that, um, what the hell's his name, from Arrested Development? Michael Sarah. Yeah. The character that Michael Sarah played was supposed to be Tobey Maguire. Kicked him out of it? In real life. Yeah. He was that much of a dick. Fucking people over for money, taking advantage of her, stealing the game from her. That like that was supposed to be based on the true life behind the scenes. Oh, the actual to that actual Tony McGuire. Like because oh, back in the okay. day, like Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, a lot of famous people, uh, Matt Damon, 
would go to these. That's right. I poker, I, 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 I couldn't poker. remember the full premise of the movie. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. And Toby was one of those people. And like you can, I mean, there's stories everywhere from all sorts of people who played with him. They were like, yeah, he's he was just an asshole. Wow. Yeah, there's so many videos of him. Like uh, paparazzi will be just like across the street, like taking pictures. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like flipping them off and trying to. St- you know, skirt away in his car and like almost hitting him, and it, it's ridiculous. Tom Holland's like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, <laughs> he's like waving at him and laughing. Like, Tom Holland's the best. He is the best. So, Corey, who's yours? Uh, going back to your earlier conversation, I, I would have to say Burt Kreischer. Okay, so when we were just talking about Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer possibly not being on the same page anymore on their own, yeah, that's and and again, that's my, that's my own assumption. But it's, so you're you're not taking the Tom Segura stance that. Burt Kreischer's shtick is getting old. Oh, no, dude. I think he'd be an awesome neighbor. Like, just imagine what he would bring to the table as far as a neighbor, as far as parties, just an overall good time. Uh, I mean, he is yeah. a great guy. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> Much like Tom Holland is a great guy, I've heard. Yeah, I, I, I think he'd be a, a fantastic neighbor. It'd be good times every day. <laughs> I think there'd be way. I feel like Danielle would divorce you almost instantly. Corey, we're this is like the third time you've blown us off for the Schnoz cast. What's going on, man? <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'm on the Burt cast. Yeah. I got bigger and better things now. <laughs> what about your baby? Now, man, uh, Burt's got the hot tub going. Uh, we're going to smoke a little weed later. Uh, a maybe little. do some shrooms. A lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that going well. Corey! I do. I, do. I see Danielle selling that house for a loss very quickly. <laughs> Over the fence, burping the baby. Corey! <laughs> Get out of the hot tub now! <laughs> Fake laugh hiding realtor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it'd be an overall good time. An overall good time. I, I don't... Uh, so when it comes to Burt Kreischer, he just has a... You can listen to any interview or any podcast that he's on. He just seems like a very flighty, flighty guy who can't quite stick to one thing or another. Oh, no, he's got definite ADHD. That's for yeah. sure. He, he can't that stay focused That along with on... the hellaciously heavy amounts of drinking that he does. And uh, <laughs> Corey and him would be dead. Yeah, I don't think he would last very long. I think I would. I think that I think that's... He would be the worst thing to happen to you. I think that's a ruse. I don't think so. Dude, because he would obviously... He would definitely be dead. If, if, he, if he went as hard as they make it seem, there's no way he'd be walking around in the, in the shape this, that he's this in. This is the guy... Who was who the movie Van Wilder was based on, who went to USC and was the number one party school in the country. And when Rolling Stone went to do a story on the number one party school in the country, they went to USC and they started I know, asking I'm, around. I'm, I'm aware. Who should we talk to? Who's the biggest party guy in the school? And they're like, 100% Burt Kreischer. He's been here for seven years. Doesn't want to leave. <laughs> Go talk to him. <laughs> and they bought the rights to the, to his life at as a as a USC student, and that became the movie. So. That's the guy you think it's all a ruse? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Corey, Corey no, would no die. No good could come from this. Corey would die well before he did. Because there's, you never know. Because with us, at least, like, you know, we have kind of a codependent friendship. But to an extent, um, oh, the three Tell of you, us. Oh, okay. The three of us. But to an extent, there is still some logic that comes out of the woodwork every now and then. And I feel like it's us trying to reel Corey in so with no one reeling him in with people taking him further out into the water like Burt Kreischer I think it would it would just be a very short-lived uh, <laughs> time being a neighbor and then Danielle would be a widow 
And uh, that would be it. No, we'd be fine. <laughs> we'd be just fine. We'd be best pals. <laughs> I didn't put that back. In I the put freezer. it back in there. Actually, yeah, it's been sitting on. It's it's been sitting down here forever. So he just needs to suck on the teat and and get that fucking pink lady out of here. There's yeah. another, there's another full one in there. I know. I saw. Them. Trying to no, get the rest this, of the this milk is, this out of there. Is good enough. Okay. Ooh, you know what, Bob? Um, I bet if you mix those two, as disgusting as it would look, and probably as curdled as it would get, you strawberry would, and peanut butter to get the uh, peanut butter and jelly. I, with the, I don't know, man. That's more kind of a milky than it was strawberry. That's what she said. Oh, mm, sure. It, it it already looks like someone ejected into my fucking cup here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they. Look at like they were sickly. Look at that. Uh, yeah, it didn't quite. Yeah, they didn't quite do the job. Like they had just done it an hour previously. And they're like, okay, I guess this is all you're getting. Hasn't floated to the top or bottom yet. <laughs> Suspended animation. That's it? Dude, I That's just, all I got. I, I just I, did. It's six five, o'clock. I just did it at five. I say five minutes ago. I, I just finished my last one. Yeah. Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that doesn't get you want to do a shot, I can't, I can't tell you what will. So yeah. please join us. We're going to do the shot for the podcast. Cheers. Clink. Oh, yeah. That was not as much as I thought it was going to be. You might be onto something there. I'm telling you, if you mix the two, PB&J. Not 50-50. Oh, uh, I mean, it might be worth... I, I'd be, I would try it. A 50-50 mix of that? Yeah. Because you're just getting a very, very tiny hint of the strawberry in the peanut butter right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As we said, Corey, we were like, oh. Yeah, no, no, I, I, get, I get it, I get it. What right. we wanted to do this week was we said, hey, listen, now, <laughs> now that we have a full keg down here, now that we have a keg, let's yeah, go. Did you, did you tell the fans what you got for Christmas? Oh, yeah, so uh, fans, fan, Lori, basically. Hey, now stop. <laughs> no. Uh, so I got a kegerator in the basement and uh, had to go get the new tank filled. It's a small tank. Not a lot of places fill it, but I, I found a place that would do it. Um, and it, it fits sixth barrels, um, which is so weird because the design of the keg, if they didn't put like a little step inside of it, you could easily fit a new, <coughs> you could easily fit like a new skinny, skinny, uh, quarter barrel. Cause they don't make them fat anymore. They make them like skinny and taller. But, um, so I got blood orange honey from Sheboygan Brewing Company, which is actually 6.8% to my point that we normally... At least I don't drink, excuse me, high proof beers on the show. Uh, I'll usually have like blue light, which is like 4.3%. So we're picking this week to now drink from the keg. So almost double percentage of alcohol. And we thought, hey, let's get a milky liqueur that's got (laughs) moonshine in it. And let's mix that with whiskey that tastes like peanut butter. That well, that's great. That's what he brought, though, right? Because I know you wouldn't buy that. That's true. I, yeah. I, okay. I, it was an impulse buy, and I'm like, well, it's been sitting in my fridge for probably three weeks now, uh, and I'd rather like somebody try it than it like, expire. Well, I'm not going to drink an entire one of those by myself. Corey, that vitamin D milk goes pretty quickly. So. <laughs> See Bob just sitting on his couch. Pour it on my just... cereal. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine that by the end of the bowl? <laughs> just head on the table. Oh, also, before you come over to Nick's, make sure that what you've had for dinner is is fish. Leftovers from last night. 
Fish? Yeah. Is that what you had? That's what I had. Oh, oh wonderful. I was that's like, is great. Actually going somewhere? You know kind of... <laughs> All my I dinner, I felt like, was the worst example of what you could have eaten before you drank all the things you just... Yeah, higher proof beer, uh, moonshine and milk, yeah. and um, and peanut butter yeah. whiskey. And then, uh, yeah, Dale, May as well Dale throw in, salmon. throw in some Easy Mac and Frank's Red Hot, Corey, and <laughs> we have another night in your basement. Pink, pink vomit. It was orange. Oh. It was orange because it was... It was pink was, by morning. It was, it was crown. Oh, Jesus. Mac and cheese, very yellow. And Frank's Red Hot. So it was like a bright reddish orange. And milk. That's it. I remember the milk. Yep. It was disgusting. <laughs> everybody everybody listening to us now is agreeing with you. Oh, God. It was so nasty. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's uh, do a little gentleman's agreement, fellas. No, it's the MF and gentleman's agreement. Oh. Done. All right. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's start with Corey. Corey, you had to watch Life in Pieces, I think, from, by Todd. From right? Todd, yeah. Yeah. 30-second <clears throat> synopsis. Of course, yes. We always keep with the 30 seconds for sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Life, I feel like that was directed towards someone. No, no clue who that would be. Okay. Uh, so, series came out in 2015, uh, starring Colin Hanks, uh, Zoe Lister. Can't think of her last name. Her last name. Listerine. Yes, Listerine. Uh Dude, I, I I am on season four. I've been watching it all week, uh, not just the assigned two episodes or it would have been four episodes. No, and, and the reason why because it, I, it's it's a it's a great show. It's amazing. It's yeah. a very very good show. All right, so so Todd should know that he's getting like a fantastic review this week. You and Todd are just like right there. Yeah, I mean we're it's not, not a race, act. but but I'm was, kind of in the lead. Maybe you guys are both. It depends. I mean. Yeah, no, it's, dude, you knocked it out of the park. It, no laugh tracks. Uh, everything's actually funny. Zing. I've actually laughed a bunch during it. Zing. Unlike, I, a, I, unlike I, another I sitcom that I was recently assigned. I don't care. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Okay. And I, I, unfortunately, there's only, there's only four seasons. What, what is the quick, spoiler-free, like, what's it about? Uh, so they take, it's almost like a, a mash of the office, uh, modern family, and married with children, all in like a modern day setting. Everything's uh, modern. And modern. you know, married with children had a laugh track. I uh, don't believe it did. Um, <laughs> They've, yes, they had a studio audience. Okay, Peg. No, exactly. They didn't have a laugh track. They had a live studio audience, not a laugh track. Uh, well, so did Seinfeld. No, that was a laugh track. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, it's they basically give you four stories all in one episode of things that are going on with different parts of the family. And it's like a, basically a little five minute, uh, quick synopsis of, of what occurred in their life that day. And then it'll cut over to another part of the family, what occurred to them that day. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Checks all the boxes for a good sitcom. All right. So if no one's seen it, definitely go check it out. Where can they find it? Uh, Hulu. Yes, Hulu. Okay. What, what is it called? Life in Pieces. Life in Pieces. Hmm. So I was I was mentioning to 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 Nick on the way over that you gave your review for Seinfeld last week. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't only mention it. He made me listen to it. Yeah, I made him listen to it. So, but I I forgot to ask you. Did you not? One of the reasons why I picked the five episodes I gave you was because they were all it was a terrible. Great yes, example I know. of. Uh, 
the fact that there is actually a studio audience there. Oh, it's a terrible example of it. There's there's not a, a studio audience there. You hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hate Jerry's voice. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. Hate all the characters. Everyone. Could be comedy gold, but they threw, threw it out, out the window. window. Yeah. 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 Hate the laugh track. Uh, Hate situational comedy. Doesn't think that there was a studio audience there. No, they no, just there did, wasn't. They, they just don't know how to do situational comedy. They don't understand it. That that. That killed the entire season, entire don't, show. Don't seriously. Now I know that you're you're in the club. Don't like if we're upstairs and I say, "Oh, look, I made this chicken soup from scratch." Don't say like "no soup for you" or anything like that. It's not going. I be, never would. It's it was, not it was Corey. <laughs> I understand now that you understand some of the jokes, but just don't <laughs> don't jump on board because you're not a true fan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a joke. It was. I mean, <laughs> Corey. It was an um, ironic musing. It was just, no, it was obnoxious. <laughs> What's the deal with this? Dude. So, uh, <laughs> I was pulling my hair out every second. Wow. Watching that. All right. So, moving on. Moving on. Nick, you had uh, usual suspects uh, back when you were also well uh, for me. Usual suspects from Robert. Yeah. Um, okay, Usual Suspects um, had a lot of people in it that I like. Um, there was Kevin Spacey, who, regardless of what's going on, I still think he's a good actor. Um, and the Carla's boyfriend from Cheers uh, was one of the cops in it. Dan Hedaya. Sure. Yeah. Um. And a bunch of other people that if I watched a lot of movies, I'd probably know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I've seen before. Fair enough. Um, I know them. It was very, very, for me, uh, in my internalized ADD, it was very hard for me to get on board with it, like, at the beginning. It, okay. was, it was a slow start as far as I was concerned. They didn't make it readily apparent from the beginning um, why all the police officers in Los Angeles had New York accents. Um, until like halfway through the movie, they're like, yeah, back in New York, you know, when we started back in New York and I'm like, okay, well at least they're trying to tie that. Cause I get like that. Okay. That, that, you know, our version of a, a cogni New York accent, you know, is, is what you think of in, in cop shows cause of NYD, NYPD blue and all those things like that. But I'm like, if they're just using these people, because they sound mafia-esque and they sound like a cop, like that's going to really annoy me. Um, I, I wish, and maybe there was because it was hard for me to get on board with it, maybe there was something that was extremely apparent in the beginning that said, yeah, we're all cops from New York and we're going to go work in Los Angeles. You know, it, but I missed that part then. Um, so I was fixated on that. Uh, I saw a few times I was looking at my phone, and I'm like, oh, God, what is going on with this fucking movie? And then it started to pick up, and, and then I really liked it. So I have some mixed reviews on it. Um, I would say, uh, considering Todd's not here, I'll grade it, so I'll give it a C+. Plus. Uh, so, so just because Todd's not here, you'll give it a grade? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a grade because I feel like we're we're missing that aspect of, of the show. Um, but... I feel like that it had a lot of good actors. Um, and they could have done they could have done a little bit better of a job, but I like the way it ended. I like the action sequences in it. I like the twists and the turns, right down to the end. Um, I love that kind of shit. 
Um, so it's definitely above average, but it, it was just a little it was a little confusing at the beginning. Okay, did you? You said you liked the ending, so were you... I really liked the The ending. thing about that, I mean, obviously without giving it away, I mean, it's been out there for a while, so I probably yeah. don't have to say spoiler-free, but if we're just going to say uh, spoiler-free, yeah. um, were, were you surprised by the ending, or were you like, oh, I saw that coming a mile away? Uh, no, probably in the last seven minutes of the movie, I anticipated the ending. Okay. I'm like, okay, this is it's, it's going to be this guy. This is what's going to happen. Um, and that's the way it was. Gotcha. So, but I still liked it. I, I really liked that part of it. Um, I like a twist and a turn like that. Um, but I, I, the good part is I didn't see it coming in the beginning and I didn't see it in the middle or even three quarters through. So, um, but yeah, the, the, all the office like interrogation scenes like were dry to me. Like I understand what they were going for after seeing it, but it was just like a long buildup. Right. I would say they definitely played the long game on, on that part of the, the movie. That was, that wasn't, I, I don't think meant to be obviously action packed or even intriguing. Like at the time you're watching it, that is literally just for the end. Right. To be like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh my God, give me a fucking break. Come on. <laughs> okay. How many more questions? I feel like I'm being interrogated. Yeah. That, that was definitely a, a a long play, in, <laughs> yeah, it in was. The movie, but but like I say, it, it had a point at the end, obviously. Sure, and I got that. So yeah, so it was. Uh, I would recommend it to someone with stipulation. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right, I had to watch the Alpinist uh, from Corey. Fuck yeah! Um, he assigned this to me because please he hate I, it. He and I had both watched Free Solo and really really liked it, which was um, Alex Hunold. Um, rock climbing flick, uh, which was really, really good. So the, the Alpinist was uh, kind of in that same vein. It was a guy named Marc-Andre Leclerc who liked to do uh, alpine climbs rather than just, you know, bare rock climbs, you know? Well, <clears throat> I, I will interject and, and say that, yeah. yeah, I mean, so um, the first guy, I can, I can never remember their names, but. Which one? From Free Solo. Alex Honnold. Alex Honnold. He was he was a rock, just a strict rock climber yeah. that did free solo rock climbing. Yeah. Um. Mark Andre Leclerc. He he would do he would do free soloing and rock climbing, mm-hmm. but would also do alpine climbs and like like Everest climbs, uh, but under the stipulation that he did it on his own. With yeah, so he to me he would go to more extreme conditions oh, than 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 Alex would absolutely. Don't get me wrong, Alex is still crazy and, and does a great job of what what he does, but he yeah he Mark would go to places that no one would think of to climb, uh, and then to even go on top of that he would do it on his own and not tell anyone where he was at. That's the thing, and I don't want to get any spoilers for this because it is very good. I would recommend Free Solo. I'd recommend The Alpinist. Which is, uh, I want to say it's Netflix. But, man, first of all, those guys are kind of nuts, you know, that that do that stuff. Um, solo rock climbing is kind of crazy when you think about it. And to watch it, when I watched Free Solo, I was like, oh, man, it just makes you nervous. But I never really felt like, I'm like, well, they've got a guy 
a camera guy filming him while he's doing it. Um, you know, he, he would do these climbs and it would be, uh, he would let people know that he was doing the climbs. But now the Alpinist is about a guy who has decided to take it to the furthest degree. And like you said, this dude goes, you know what? And he's got a girlfriend who, who figures prominently in the flick. Um, but he goes, hey, babe, I'm going to go do this mountain. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it. But then when he finally goes to do it, he doesn't tell her that he's doing it. He just, like, hops on a plane, and he goes to do it. And he so he doesn't tell anybody that he, where he's going. He doesn't tell anybody which mountain he's climbing or where he's climbing it. And then he goes, I'm not going to bring any cameras to film me doing it. I'm just going to go me. I'm going to go, like, first light, or I'm going to, you know, very, very, like before first light, I'm going to go super, super early. And I figure it's going to take me X amount of hours to get to the top. And I'm not going to, no one's going to know that I'm doing this. So if I get into any trouble, I'm utterly fucked. Yeah, big and time. Oh, and oh, by the way, when I do it, I'm just going to eyeball it from like a distance. I'm not going to plan my route. I'm not going to look at the terrain. I'm not going to look at the weather. I'm not going to look at what's my best route and try to plan that. I'm just going to go like, I think I'm going to do that with just as much planning as like you or I would do if you're standing there looking for a mountain at a mountain for like 10 minutes. So the way I kind of thought about it was like, if you and I were to stand at like the bottom of the hill mm-hmm. at um, Ford field in Dearborn mm-hmm. and just be like, Oh, we can just run any which way up this hill we want to. Yeah. But knowing that there's no danger to it, there's, we're going to make it up that hill. And no matter what route we take, a very simple thing to do that's how i kind of viewed like his mindset like he looked at these monstrous monstrous mountains mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah that's that's e- I, I i don't i don't need to plan this out because i i already i'm gonna get to the top he, brimming with confidence uh but i would say a little foolhardy because as he's explaining this and as they're going on and on in the movie and i'm and you're seeing him put this plan into action and he's having a great time he's taking the climbing world by storm People are like, who the fuck is this kid? And no one ever really knows. All they know is that he decided to go to this particular mountain and he got to the top and he tweeted and took a little FaceTime thing saying, hey, I'm here. And he would post it or send it to his girlfriend over and it would make the rounds. And he would just was this like a uh, young whiz kid, rock climbing guy. But the whole time I'm going like, this shit is going to come and it's going to come back to bite you. Like there's no way. I get the, how confident you are. But the risk that you're taking is so great that even if you had to, with all those things, all those things I just mentioned, if you just took out one of them, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to do any research. I'm just going to climb this mountain by feel. I look at it like I can kind of tell and I'm not going to solve any problem that needs to be solved in the way up. But I'd like to have somebody down here filming me in case I fall and they can call for an ambulance. (laughs) Call the authorities nope, to helicopter not, me out. He's like, nope, I'm not, not doing even that, do that. Yeah. So there's, you know, five or six factors that are just safety or good common sense that he could take. And he decided to take none of those things. If he had opted to take one or two of those things at any moment, he would have probably been, I, I would have been like, all right, well, he's just a daredevil. But the whole thing just made it seem to me kind of like he was just foolhardy and took a lot of unnecessary risks 
for the thrill. Like it was, he got a thrill out of like being in absolute jeopardy. And he's like, I'm the only one that can figure this way out. Me. That's it. And I'm going to do it. And none of you fuckers can do it, but me. And, you know, so it, 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 that, that was the flick. I thought it was really, really entertaining. I'm not going to say anything more about it because I, I would, I would want, if you're interested in that kind of thing or have never watched it, this, it's a great, it's a great picture to watch. It's very entertaining and it's, and it's, and it's a short documentary. It's like 90 minutes. It's in, and, and I, when I watched it, there, there was a, there was a couple of shots that they, they hadn't took. Um, and again, I, I won't spoil it for anyone, but I wish we could take shots. It would you you just came back and sat down. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh just some some of the though. some of the shots they had from like him climbing and looking down. Oh like, amazing. Even even sitting on the couch, I was like, yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. I, it was I was I almost vomited everywhere just from what right. they were showing him do. And you're telling yourself, you're like, oh, I'm watching a guy who's filming this guy from a position of being like in one of those baskets that they hang from the yeah. rock face or the cameras on a drone or the cameras in a helicopter. If something happened, they probably wouldn't be releasing this footage, right? Correct, yeah. Like the, the, here's the footage right before he fell or right before there was a serious accident. But that's why I felt when I was watching Free Solo. When I was watching The Alpinist, I was constantly, I'm like, shit's going to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and this might be, I might be watching the last footage that anyone ever saw this guy because of the way he climbs. So um, I... I it was very good. I guess if I'm going to give it a, a grade, I'd give it a solid B. All right. All right. So Nick wants to do a shot. That being said, yeah, because everyone else does not at all. Audience members, get yourself something and join us. She's got one. Cheers, Danielle. Cheers. I love our audience tonight. <laughs> Live in studio audience. We each had something different except for oh Danielle and Bob. I had Fireball. Corey had Pink Lady. Bob had Pink Whitney. <laughs> Jesus Bob, Christ. It's not just me. Bob See, had I can't help it, but it's strawberry Nesquik, and so did Danielle. Oh, that's good, Nesquik. Six six point five percent of alcohol <laughs> volume, Nesquik. <laughs> oh God, it's way more than that. Uh oh, the the shit I was drinking? Yeah. That's like twenty seven percent. I don't think so. It's not six, that's like beer. Oh, uh maybe it's twenty twenty seven proof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so new assignments. Um, I didn't go yet. Yeah, yes, did. you did. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick's got me. Uh, Corey has Nick, and I got Corey. Perfect. All right. Anybody want to go first? Uh, yeah. Have you seen Looper? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, because you probably assigned it to him. No, no, no. no I didn't. Loop, you're thinking Lupin. Yeah. Either way. I, I have seen Looper, yeah. Into the Wild? Uh, Into the Wild? Yeah. Yes. You're asking a question about it, but you don't know if you've seen it. I, and wasn't, also, sure, I wasn't sure if you were pronouncing it correctly. How else all do I you pronounce it? Into the Wild. That's all I heard. How else do you pronounce Into the Wild? I, it'd be awesome if that's what you said, but that's not what you said. Okay. So. Um, well, then come back around because okay. I'm still looking. Corey, let's go with The Matrix. Who says I haven't seen that? You did. Did I? Yeah. Damn it. I asked you like a week ago. <laughs> Daniel was there. Confirmed. Fuck. <laughs> Why fuck? You might like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen bits and parts, but. Bits and bits parts. Bits and parts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
I know you've seen the sippets and the clippets, but uh, given that Matrix Resurrections just came out on HBO Max a week or two ago, I thought it was pretty timely. Um, I watched that movie and I, I was I was really really impressed. So the fact that I found out you hadn't watched it yet, I'm like, no, let's do that. All right, the Matrix, the original Matrix, sir. Okay, um, I got Nick's. Yeah, Nick, you have Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Um, what the fuck? Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold, please. It's it's the worst pair up to have me give something to Bob. That's yeah, fine. We could even continue on doing something else if you want to come back to it. Bob, have you seen Last Resort? Is it a show or a movie? Movie. Do you know anybody who's in it? I can look it up. Hang on. Um, uh, Where can I find it? It's an English movie. A British movie. BBC, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, is it on Netflix? Amazon um, Prime? It's available. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. 1986 comedy. Uh, oh, is it uh, a ski, the, like a ski, uh, an no. 80s ski comedy? No, not that one. Charles Grodin? No, 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 no. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the 2000 Last Resort. No. Okay. Oh, okay. A contemporary uh, crisis. Who's it's the, uh, Last Resort. Um, I'm game. You know I'm game. There, apparently there's a couple of them, so I'm trying to get you the right out. one. Dina, yeah. Dina Corzin, uh, Patty Cosdedine, <laughs> Ben. Oh, Ben Dover's in it. Are you giving me a porno? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, <laughs> like okay, here here it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is a porno? <laughs> Dina Corzin. Um, I skipped over that one. So it's it's about a Russian woman and her son, and it's made by the BBC. It's a British Okay, movie. I have not seen it. Last resort, uh, look for the one that was made in 2000. Where can I find it? Um, I'll look it up. The only reason Nick has seen this is because Mike paid him for an entire day of work to sit down and watch (laughs) this movie. No, 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 no. Probably did. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you watch this. No, there's no way. Oh, it was right at my house. at work. I just stumbled upon it. Yeah. Stumbled upon it on what uh, streaming service, Nick? Looks like Prime Video. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Looks like it. I mean, since you stumbled upon it, I thought you'd I'll take it. Yeah. It'll, I'll take it. It, totally would be, fine. it, it would be something that uh, I think you would like. <laughs> All right. I got it. You're an Anglophile. All that means I is am. that Nick has nothing else to give you. So that, uh, He's got this. I'll take it. That's right. Thanks, buddy. Gentleman's agreement's going to come to a close here soon if Nick can't uh, get some more under his belt. I do. I just, I, I literally watched three new movies this week, which is huge for me. Three movies. So one of them was your assignment from two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, so four. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was going to go down to two. No. That, was this one of the other ones? So it was Looper, this, Into the Wild, and My Agreement. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, nope, 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 seen it, nope. So I'm like, well, I've got I thought I was doing you. really good getting things under my belt. If you're doing that, why don't you reach out to us going like, hey, I'm about to watch this. Have you guys seen it? <laughs> because that's, you know how involved that would be every time if I want to watch a movie? It would like, take five minutes. It's the world we live in now, buddy. Uh, five all, minutes. All I got to do is say, hey, what are movies you've never seen? How about that? 
all I'm saying is, rather than just watching it going like, I'll just assume they'd never seen it. And then finding um, out that, no. Contrary to wah, popular wah, belief, Bob, have. I don't spend my free time watching movies thinking if you guys have seen them or not. Well, I maybe watch you some, should. I watch something <laughs> I'm interested in. <laughs> All right, well, then you can't be pissed when we've already seen them. But no, he will, but but he I, will sit and oh, watch. Oh, Jesus. Six, I've already, you guys have already seen this. Oh, okay. thought he I was will, doing pretty good. He will sit and watch six hours of Seinfeld in a row, though. Oh, yeah. Rather he, than watching he, a new movie. Easily. <laughs> easily. Yeah, but that's just exactly. Back, that's just background noise. That's just stuff to do. How many times have you watched The Big Lebowski? I don't know if I know exactly how many times I've seen exactly. it. Exactly. But I've also seen uh, thousands of other things, too. Uh-huh. It's because all that's all you thousands. do. You do. I don't watch movies while I'm working. <laughs> you do. Oh, you should. <laughs> yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Let's do, uh, let's do a little lightning round, and then we can close out with Pick of the Week. So uh, the rules of lightning round, unlike the existential question, this is supposed to be... Yes or no answers are relatively quick. There can be some discussion, but doesn't have to be. Um, we're gonna we're gonna plow through these mm-hmm. uh, to the group. Do you like the smell of gasoline? Yes. Yes. Why do all guys like the smell of gasoline? Is it just because we're guys? Oh, it means more power. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what about the taste? Uh, just me. Is it, oh, so follow up question. It burns it, on your extremities. Has anyone actually like... tried to siphon gasoline in that way from a car? I have. Have I've you? never yeah. so you've tasted no. gasoline. Huh? How bad is it? Pretty bad. Okay, so you wouldn't recommend it. Mm. Nope, nope, sure wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, can you touch your toes without bending your knees? Yes. I would. What do I, I'm going to say no right now because I'd actually have to stand up and, and try. Okay, you and I will try it later. I think I feel like the answer for me is yes, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's I been don't. A, it's been a long holiday season. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's more my back. I prefer Touch not to back. answer that right now because I'm still carrying a little bit of holiday weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you do if you were a dictator? One thing you would do if you're a dictator. That's not a lightning round question. That's yeah, that's an thing. existential question. All right, well, I can save it and give it to Nick. Uh, so what would I do? I would. I would make sure that no one goes hungry. Everyone, there's some sort of plan in place where everyone can have food. <laughs> some sort of plan. You're the I, dictator. I okay. It's listen, your plan. I'm not actually a dictator. You said this, this needs example, to be a quick are. answer. Well, uh, and I, I'm, I the guess answer I'm is no one would go hungry. I'm sure I have staff that could take care of that. Staff. <laughs> These are conscripted servants. You want me to come come up with with a plan on how to feed a country (laughs) quickly while I'm sitting here listening to a question that I've never heard before. Not not too difficult to question, I think. Then I talk too much, and you're like, (laughs) hey, this was supposed to be super quick. I never said that. (laughs) Okay. Corey, what would you do if you are a dictator? I'd I'd free the homeless. You'd free the homeless? Yep. They're free. From where? From the shackles of their homelessness? Being homeless. They're free. You hate the homeless. So you'd give, know. <laughs> you'd give the homeless a home? No, I'd free them. Free them to where? Free to go. That's my... That's go my, where? So you'd evict the homeless from your land? In Yeah, and when you Bob, put it that way. I have, I have intimately experienced Corey deal with the homeless. He hates the homeless. <laughs> he despises... He does not does care Daniel for the homeless. Does Daniel know this? 
whatsoever. I don't know if she's ever. This seems like a character question that she should know before they. I don't think she's ever seen an interaction with me and a homeless person. We've had situations where we've worked where the homeless just want to come in and use the restroom, not his restroom that he has to clean, and he is like. Absolutely fucking not. You're not coming in here to use any kind of restroom. You go pee on the streets. Yep. One day when you're free, you'll have your own one toilet. Day, one day I will free you. I, I did take some but food until to that, that one guy the one day. Yeah, you did. That's because I was told to. But. So you'd free the, ho- I'd free the homeless? I don't know if that's an answer. It's really It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Sure, it does. Change the sentence to make sense. I'd let the homeless free. It's like saying, oh. I'd change the color of the wind. If you like, said, I'd, I'd feed the homeless, that would make sense. No, no. If you said, I'd no. clothe the homeless, they're that like, would make sense. They're, they're like mo- pigeons. You don't want to feed them. I don't see too many naked homeless people just walking around, so I think if they're you good said, on that. If you said, I'd get rid of the homeless people, that, while despicable, would also be a sensible answer. Yeah, but you can't say it like that. You're, this is a, you're not going to be a dictator anytime soon. This is a hypothetical question. So okay, I, fine. I'd liberate the homeless. Regardless of Corey's ties to anything, um, it makes no difference. But I know from my experience that between Detroit and Dearborn, there's been a feud that's gone on for years, PDs, where in the past, and uh, not even talking about any kind of recent history in the past 15 years, but before that, um, I know that a lot of homeless individuals were problematic for the police. They would get calls on them all the time. They'd have to deal with them. A lot of times they were alcoholics. They uh, just were causing all kinds of problems that were tying up police valuable resources. And so Dearborn and Detroit came up with like an unwritten rule that they would take the homeless, drive them into the opposite city, and then drop them off and then come back. So Dearborn would drop them in Detroit. Detroit would drop them back up in Dearborn, where it was a distance where it was too far to walk. And so they were like, look, okay, we don't want to keep dealing with this guy. We're getting calls on this guy all the time. He's peeing on the side of a building. Uh, He's sleeping in front of a McDonald's. Uh, He's telling me to go fuck myself. He's shitting in my squad car. Yeah. Uh, sure, you want to ride? Sure, yeah, I got if you. you. Could take my dad out of here. That'd be yep. great. And so they just here you go in Detroit. Have a good one. I would take in Corey's homeless. I want to change my answer to <laughs> I free the homeless to Bob. <laughs> there you go. Bob's never had experience with homeless. I have. Yeah, I have a great. Ho- I have a great homeless story. Have, have you not, not heard the donut story? Yeah, uh, there's a homeless that's, lady. That's not even my he only hates homeless the story. homeless. I know he does. He hates them more than I do. Uh, I, I don't like the shenanigans that homeless people are up to, <laughs> but my answer wasn't acceptable, but you, that's an acceptable. Okay. You know who else? No, you were just cagey about it. Like a liberate. I was homeless. cagey about it. You Go know, fuck yourself. You know, you know who else hates the homeless? <laughs> Tony. Does he really? Tony really okay. hates the homeless. I don't think I've ever seen. I, the, oh, I, I don't think I've ever saw an interaction. There, there was a woman in a wheelchair, uh, who by choice. And by choice, yeah, by choice. I I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. About okay. that, that and and she had a really high pitched like baby voice. What? Hey, what's it going like that? And her name was China, and something China something. I won't give away her I name. I'll say already. things like the name of a city, but I'm not going to say a homeless person's name. 
thanks. And I remember people listen to a lot of podcasts. Dude, it would it would be the end of a shift where we would have like our gear off. And I remember he bolted out the back door one day because this chick he had been kicking her out all week, and she came wheeling in like right as we were getting off shift. And he he went up, and all I remember seeing was him. He took her out of the building. And was in uniform running her down to the street, which was not a close distance. And she is screaming in her high-pitched voice, What are you doing? Get off of me, don't I told you not to come back. Don't I? I told you. But it, it, hysterical. But there's been many encounters with him and certain homeless women that... <laughs> Have just been so top, Tony's top. Tony's cool with homeless guys. Certain homeless. The, there there have only been instances with homeless women. All right. I I remember another time he yelped on the radio and no one knew what the hell it was. They just thought someone stepped on their mic, and I knew it was him in trouble. And I ran to where I thought he was, and he was on the ground with a homeless woman making out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wrestling around like sweet, on the sweet floor. Love. Wrestling around on the floor, and he went to throw a. Yeah, I bet they were. He went to, I was the only wrestling. One, yeah. I was the only one there. He went to throw a handcuff on her, and she took the handcuff out of his hand and tossed it a hundred feet down the hallway. Oh no! And it slid all the way down. And unlike me, he only carried one pair, so I was showing up at this time. So I, I give him a lot of credit because instead of stopping, he grabbed her by the scruff of her shirt. And drug her all the way down the hallway to get his handcuffs and put him on. So yeah, he, he's yeah, got a history yeah, yeah. with homeless. Do what you got. Homeless. Do. I did not know that. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's funny. It's very funny. Yeah, the donut story is not my only homeless story. Well, I would like to hear the other but one. Why, so, so why are you uh, feeding them? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say <laughs> I, so much I feeding them. I didn't feed them. Isn't that what you I said adamantly you wanted, refused to feed them. Didn't you say you wanted to? Or you I'm taking in. I'm. I'm. I'm accepting Corey's homeless people from his land. And where are you putting them? In my land. I didn't say I was going to feed them. I'm like they're going to fend for themselves. But uh, yeah. So a uh, long time ago, when I was married, uh, my wife and I went to see. Went downtown Detroit uh, to the to the Fox to see Rent the musical. And I don't know if you've seen Rent the musical, but the Rent the musical no. is about. Uh, pe- young people living uh, with the plight of uh, AIDS and homelessness and poverty. And so we, we waited the first intermission and then we went out and then we broke and then we went outside and mm-hmm. had a cigarette. And there's like a gated off area where smokers can go outside and have a smoke. Did she smoke too? Yeah. Oh, really? At the time. Okay. Uh, she should not be named. <laughs> to protect the innocent. Uh, so we were out there smoking, and this homeless person came up, and they're like, oh, can I please, blah, blah, blah. And so I just come from seeing the first half of a musical about homeless people. Mm-hmm. So what kind of a piece of shit am I going to be to not, to just go, no, don't have anything. So I was like, <laughs> Corey's like a big one. So I, I go in my wallet, and I gave the guy 20 bucks, and I'm like, here, please. Use he knew this. his audience. Please use this to get some. Yeah, of course he did. But I'm like, no, I was flush with the experience of, you know, watching this musical. And I'm like, oh, God's probably watching down right now. Like, if, is there any time you're going to host people? Like, this is the time. You know, oh, hold on, hold on. Mary, Mary, Jesus. Hold on. One second. <laughs> is that Bob? Is he watching Rent? Yeah. Cue the homeless. 
So I gave the guy 20 bucks. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm like, get yourself something to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks away. Buys booze. We go back inside, uh, watch uh, until the second intermission, and then go back outside to have a smoke. And I see the same guy come through. He's like, oh, sir, can I please? I'm like, I already gave you 20 bucks. He's like, no, you didn't. Fuck you, I didn't. I gave you 20 bucks. I don't think you did. If you don't want to give it to me, that's fine. I'm like, one, hold on a second, motherfucker. I gave you 20 bucks. F- go fuck yourself. <laughs> Outside of rent, the musical, I'm telling a homeless guy to go fuck himself. And at that point, I'm like, I'm never getting the homeless again. That's it. So this is why you want the homeless on your land? Well, I'm doing them a favor to, you know, just... Because they clearly they're they're immigrants. They're they're, they're <laughs> they've been kicked out of Coryland. Yes, and yep. you know I'm I'm they've I'm, been free. I'm sheltering, not them kicked out, free underneath the you know the shelter of you know give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. That's huddled that's mess, yeah. that's how Bob Land works. And every last one of those homeless people gets twenty dollars from Bob. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh. No, they're on their own. Damn it! Yeah, pull yourself up by your bootstraps in Bob Land. Uh, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, do you like the name Charlie for a girl? No. Since Danielle's here. Danielle used to, but she's soured on it. Nick <laughs> says no. Corey. Love it. Yeah, I'm a fan. There you go. I'm, a fan. I'm not sure what the formal name is. Like, you probably wouldn't name her Charlie. What? Charlotte? Really? You just every like time? It. Not every time. You just like it because of friends, Bob. Oh, she was hot. <laughs> See? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Totally. What was, what was the actress's name? I don't know, but she was smoking she hosts, hot, but I didn't like uh, the name. The whose na- line the is fact, it anyway right now? I didn't like the fact that her name was Charlie. Why? I just didn't like it. Oh, I thought it was very sexy. Anyway. All right, so uh, have you ever tasted soap? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. How many of you have tasted soap like I have in bar form? Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was for the older generation, but apparently no, no. it's a punishment that is soap in the mouth. has survived yep. throughout the... Okay. Did you? Aisha Tyler? Aisha Tyler, yeah. Not only is she, not only so hot, just naturally hot, but also has a long history of, be, of being heavily into, like, uh, video games, computer gaming, that kind of shit, sports. Like, she's a... Uh, but a you're guys, not into video gaming or computer girl. gaming. Absolutely. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what games do you play? He watches Jack. <laughs> I was. I the, feel like I'm gaming when I'm watching. I was one of the this. original uh, Doom players back in my. The Corey would love this story. Okay, Bob. If I was living Corey's life back when I got my first job. We had my first if job. If you haven't played the game in 38 years, then it doesn't. Well, that's count. where I started. D- Doom, Doom was. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So we would, we what would, was the last we video? Would, we would go to. Uh, I, I would work for eight hours, go home, get dinner, and then come back to work. Let myself in with a key, bring a couple of friends, and we would install Doom on all of the workstations in the... This was like in 1994. So we had to learn how to network them together and play multiplayer Doom. It wasn't that hard. We did it when we were like off 11. Of, off of like, uh, I think it was nine diskettes to install the game on each, so on each what, workstation. So what was, was the last awesome. computer or video game you played? And not counting things on your phone. Uh, Latest Spider-Man on the PS5. Yeah? Yeah. When was that? Uh, two weekends ago. Was it like, hey, Dad, come check this out? No, it's in my it's in my room. It's hooked up to my bedroom TV. Interesting. Yeah, my my all the playstations that my son my my house is strictly a PlayStation house. Um, Does, is it true that your son still has a PS3 and you have a PS5? 
uh, I have a PS2, 3, 4, and 5, and any PlayStations that my son uses are my old PlayStations. But the f- so he doesn't, the five, have, he the doesn't have the new one? No, that's for dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you know how hard it is to get a PlayStation 5? It's fucking impossible. It's really not. I saw several people walking out of Best Buy with them. No, fuck those people. It was very those, easy. Those people slept with the owner of Best Buy, and that's the owner of Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. So she's you, very easy. By the you way, you have your own PS Five. Yeah, that your son cannot play. No, he can, but it stays in my room. <laughs> he can play it only when I'm there and only when I'm watching. <laughs> he's actually shown no interest in playing the PS Five at all. He's uh, heavily into whatever games he's playing on the PS Four, which is which is also mine, but it's in his room. <laughs> This is really cool. It came out in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They were making PS4 games up until like a year ago. And in fact, they're still making them. Yeah. I was going to say, now they stopped making them. PS, now PS5s are not backward compatible. Like every fucking PlayStation, they don't support the previous platform. I, Dude, I hate companies that do shit like that. It, it's planned obsolescence. I understand that. A- Apple is huge on planned yeah. obsolescence. Yeah. And, and I can't stand that. If you have loyal customers... Don't do that fucking shit. I can't stand that. That you have like a an iPad for seven years and all of a sudden like, whoops, sorry, can't update it anymore. And, and Android's there, and the, the, it's going to get worse with Android. I understand they're not at the level Apple's at right now, but it, it's it's definitely already and, and already the, there. And in the sense. fact that Android has had almost double the megapixel cameras that iPhones have, and for yeah. years. It'll be like four years down the road, and in the app, and Apple will be like, "Oh, we just released twelve megapixel," and you know, Android's on twenty-four, and they're like, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, twelve megapixel! That's great!" I'm like, "Why do they do that? That's fucking so stupid." It's almost not even worth wasting your breath. I know, bitch, bitch I know, about it because but it's dumb. I, I've worked for a large company for a lot of years. And there's literally a boardroom of people that sit together and they make these types of decisions about product, uh, new product releases, changes to the code, backward compatibility, and you are a cog in the biggest wheel you could possibly imagine. And they do it because they know it's going to make them more money than if they did. Yeah, because, uh, oh, in three months from now, we're going to release the 10, Yeah, but we're going to release the 10 Plus, which has a 16 megapixel camera. Even though Android has been out for years, that's had 16 since, you know, seven years ago or whatever. But, you know, for the Apple people, they're like, oh, God, this is a better camera. I'm like, (laughs) so stupid. Um, All right. If you were were given an all-expenses-paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Fuck yeah. Every day. Yeah? Just for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or to see a Browns game? I would go to where Drew Carey says Cleveland rocks at the end of the intro. <laughs> as, long, as long as I'm getting paid to go there, that's yeah, what I'm not gonna. I'm not going to lie to you there, Bob. I'd probably uh, go uh, take in a Mudheads game. <laughs> that's Toledo. but It's close enough. <laughs> Cleveland and Toledo are world, nowhere near each other. In the other. world of sports, that is a different city. But I'm yeah, getting closer. You are getting closer. It's in Ohio. It's the right sport, dude. I'm, right. Proud. <laughs> I'm proud of you, buddy. Look at you. One of these days. Look at you. <laughs> Good job, pal. Thanks. Do you currently own any stuffed animals? I do not. I do not either. Oh, I do. Go on. <laughs> um, o- only because I, when I was younger, I used to collect stuffed animals. So every year, my dad would, it, you know, it was one of those things like my dad loves duck hunting. So this year? 
Um, <laughs> I knew like, I was waiting for that. Like how my dad loved duck hunting, and he's like, just because I like duck hunting doesn't mean I want duck pillows. Just because I have stuffed animals, fellas, doesn't mean I want anymore. Yeah, so I had like one stuffed animal, and I liked it because I was like five. And so every occasion, my family would buy me stuffed animals to where if I went, went not if, when I had to make my bed every day, I had to line up all the stuffed animals on the bed afterwards. So my dad kept all these because he's very nostalgic. Yeah. Were they lined up by height or by importance? Or by name. After years, it, it, none of it. It just was out the window. They were just put there. Because I got so sick of putting stuffed animals on my fucking bed. <laughs> but when you started, I don't buy it. When you started, yeah. How are they lined up? Uh, importance. And so, um, so he like uh, like a couple years ago after I you know six years ago moved into my house it was like a couple years ago he handed me these bags where he got those vacuum bags and he has held on to these stuffed animals and he vacuumed them and was like here you go so they're in my house somewhere. Wow. He vacuumed them, then put them in a vacuum bag? He vacuumed them in the bag. It's crazy. <laughs> That's I pretty know. impressive. I, I think know. he did and did not answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> but, there, yeah, so I have them somewhere. Wow. There is someone that has a stuffed animal that she sleeps with every night in the room. Is it is his name Corey? No. <laughs> is, it a, is it a very dim-witted slow horse? <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounded like a neigh. <laughs> so we went to Build-A-Bear... Uh, yeah. what was it? What six years ago now? Four years ago, and got a bear put together, and we went and there was uh, all the things you can pick out shirts and all this and that. And there was nothing really that that good, except for one shirt that had a menorah on it, and some Jewish writing. And I was like, "Well, this is what we're gonna get the bear." And Why? So it, it, it was the only like T-shirt. It, everything else was like a crazy costume with a hat and everything. I'm like, you, well, you make it sound like you looked at that menorah and you're like, that's the one. Oh, I did. And then because the follow up to that, I mean, we went to go cash out and they're like, oh, what would you like to name the bear? And I was like, oh, I want to name it Julie. And so they, <laughs> okay, not like Sydney Applebaum or some no, other shirt that fits the menorah. Name that she fits menorah. Typed but. in J U L I E. I was like, no, no, no. Um, can we change that to oh, no. J-E-W-L-I-E? Oh, no. And she's like, well, oh, no. Yeah. No, I can't. No, I can't. You <laughs> racist son of a bitch. So Danielle has Julie, the Jewish bear. Why did you guys buy this? I was trying to be nice and buy her a stuffed animal at the time and right. do the whole Build-A-Bear thing. And, and she sleeps with Julie every night? Somehow yeah. you fucked up going to Build-A-Bear. I'm not sure how you did it. but She thought it was hilarious. Did she? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if the cashier did or not, but uh, I guarantee she did. I didn't really ask. That's the no. long con of Corey Seleski, just reeling that yeah. big fish in. <laughs> uh, okay, tapas or pasta? Pasta. What? Tapas or pasta. What is tapas? Little small plates. Yeah. What is it? I don't understand. What does that mean? The, they bring the, you like tapas restaurants that, yeah, you, you don't get a full a full meal or like an entree size plate. You get a small plates. There's literally restaurants called small plates. Yeah. So so it's like That's appetizers and stuff? Appetizer sized. Oh, yeah. Tapas for sure. Okay. Mm. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I want to interject. You're not getting a full appetizer. You're getting a piece of that appetizer. Yeah. For the price of an appetizer. Oh, for more than the for price, the price of, of an appetizer. <laughs> for a filet meal, you're getting 
You one piece. But you didn't say <laughs> anything about purchasing it. You just said which one do I like better? Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in this example, he could be a millionaire. Yeah. If if I could have a constant flow of different apps that I could taste, I would take that <laughs> over a plate of pasta. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Just sure. want to make sure you were clear. I'd yeah. Okay. Uh, ask permission or beg forgiveness. I, I'll I'll tell you right now that I've for my the entirety of my life. I have always said that to a fault, I asked for permission growing up and my brother just did shit. And I'm like, if I look back on it now, I'm like, I was the idiot. Cause he just said, Oh, sorry, sorry. And I was always like, can I do that? No. You know, and I, I, I should have yeah. just done it. I'll, I'll, I'll more than agree with you there. Cause I, <laughs> yeah. I, I did always did the exact same thing. I would, I would yeah. ask, Hey, can I go do this? And it, yeah. it would be a no rather than later just, now being older, being right. like, oh, that, now it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a thing at all. I could just yeah. be like, yeah, sorry. Because there's a chance. Did, didn't know I couldn't do that. There's a chance you couldn't get caught. And, you know, um, you could always plead ignorance. And yeah. that he that he would just always do things. And every now and then we'd get caught. And then and he's still alive and yeah. doing good. So And I would always ask. And so I had that constant judgment of, I can't believe you wanted to do that. <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah, I'm right there with you. What about you, Bob? I, I, I think I I think I'm an ask permission guy because I always spent the time to uh pre engineer and anticipate all the questions and set it up so that I could the answer had to be yes. Like I always got a yes answer because I always made sure that any of any other we'll objections talk, were answered. We'll talk to Lori after this. See how many yes answers Dude, he gets. the fact that we've been together for two years proves my point no it, it just means you're an easygoing guy it doesn't you're no, not getting not yes, necessarily you're not getting yes answers from Lori. yes i am every time no not you're a, not. not every time i mean you, no one has a hundred percent success no 80 percent of the time every time pretty high no you're getting a, you're getting a lot of actually is what you're getting i don't think so <laughs> yeah. i don't think so i'm around you when you talk to her <laughs> she tells you you're wrong all the time Mind games. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up here. All up here. If the toilet paper roll is really low but not completely out, do you replace it or leave it for someone else? I replace it. There's someone else I know in the room, again, that uh, will leave it till it comes right down that last little piece of paper. That So when you walk in the bathroom, like turn the lights on, that's what you're faced with? That little like half of a square? Left. No, it's usually like right after I sit down and complete my business that i'm like oh great so you don't ever look at the roll before you close the door no because i would assume it's always why are you okay so this is the great part about being married and i'm working on having I'm, kids you will learn to yeah you don't ever before, yeah i know yeah, yeah, yeah. i know i'm starting like i said i'm starting to learn that yeah mine would be um immediately immediately replace it and set the small one on top of it yeah, uh, yeah, I will go in there and take a look and and then go get another roll, bring it in there with me and then you know. Cuz it, it's a it's a huge I, I have a lot of OCD tendencies. Mm-hmm. That are not not life altering, but they're tendencies <laughs> as far as you know. Yeah, and uh I I would not be able to leave a bathroom with an with nothing an empty roll. It would drive me insane. I, I think would, it's a dick move. Yeah. To do that. Oh, it's a dick move. First of all, me living on my own, it's a dick move by yourself. 
You're just fucking yourself. What if you have an emergency? Well, on your own, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, that's a, that is a dick yeah. move to do yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I, I do it at other people's houses, too. I'll do my best to, to replace it, you know. Right. All right, fellas. That's, uh, that's lightning round for the week. Uh, thanks for... We knocked off quite a few of the, from the list. Let's close it out with Pick of the Week. Sounds good. Anyone want to jump in? So if you're new to the podcast, Pick of the Week is... Uh, any anything that you want to recommend, whether it's a movie you watched, a show you watched, a place that you went to eat, something that you bought that you'd recommend that someone else buy, uh, anything you want under the sun, as long as it's as long as you're gonna stand behind it. So, Corey, you got one? I do. Let's go. Uh, just recently purchased an Apple AirTag. Oh, um, did you? Those I can did. be dangerous. Okay, yeah. I I I almost had a booze news story today about the AirTag, but it was in the New York Times and. Uh, I don't know subscription, so, <laughs> so I can read it. <laughs> yeah, paywall. I, I saved the link and then I clicked it. And I'm like, I'm not paying for the fucking. <laughs> anyway, uh, dude, I, I mean, there it's it's pretty cool from what I, I've discovered uh, now, so how's far. How's it different from the tile? Well, and that's that's my number one thing with, and that's why I bought an AirTag rather than a tile because tiles came out years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I actually, I did have one from my sister ordered like ten of them, and she's like, "Oh, if you want one, take one," and. It's good if you're within Bluetooth range. So you have to be close enough to it in order to pick it up on your phone and then actually be able to direct yourself to it. Plus, I believe, Tile, you have to be dependent on a community. It, they played off of, um, like, a networking community. They, they hoped that, oh, well, the Bluetooth's not going to be the end of the road. We hope that other Tile users are going to activate uh, one of our options, which is, like neighborhood tile mode which means that you share your wi-fi connection and bluetooth to where if another tile is is discovered in your area you assist people in helping it's, it's just too involved yeah that, and that, and that they i mean they might be at that now when she got hers like it was already just just the bluetooth that you could connect to but even that sucks I mean, well yeah big time because like, a lot of people turn it off and they're like i'm not, I don't know, I'm not help anybody else well that and then it, it, in order to find it you like you Again, you had to be within 50 feet of the actual item. You couldn't leave it uh, a mile away, let alone right. a state away, let alone, you know, in another country. Uh, the air, Do the air tags, no matter where it's at, uh, just like your laptop or MacBook or iPad, it picks it right up, and you can put it in your car, you can put it on your keys, whatever you want to do with it, um, and you can get a signal no matter what, uh, wherever the item's at, or no matter how far you are from it, and direct yourself to it. Okay. So you you saw all the people, all the articles of the people committing crimes with them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and with every good thing, there's going to be a, a downside to it. And people are going to take a good thing and, and make a, a bad side out of it. But if you're, if you're going to do the right thing with it and use it for personal use and uh, in, in that nature, it's it's an awesome item from what I, what I found thus far. I mean, it would be the equivalent of saying, oh, God, guns are horrible because people commit crimes with them. Well, yeah, they there's a lot of police officers that stop crimes with them as well. Right. Um, and but, I, I would also, sorry. I didn't mean no, go ahead. Yeah. I was also going to say, based on that, because I think that was what my story was going to be, was about the downside of having the air, the air tags. I couldn't read the article. <laughs> because, but I, so, all, I so, already know, so if, the, if you have an air tag and you're concerned about that, you have to remember the, the hacking rule, which is you are a, a, a private citizen, um, not somebody famous, not a government employee, not somebody who's in the paper all the time, and not a celebrity. 
No one gives a fuck about you. No, no one's coming after my stuff. No one's coming after your stuff. It's the same thing I tell my mom uh, every time she ever had a question about, like, should I buy this online? I've heard other people stealing their identities. You're, you're nobody. Nobody cares yeah, about I, you. You, you, you don't, I, I don't have the cash flow or the the yeah, hype behind me. You're too. too small of a fish for people to worry yeah. about. So, so uh, the, the thing that I read <clears throat> was that a lot of people were, were – Taking like criminals were taking air tags and they're um, going through parking lots and stuff and spotting placing them in vehicles that they want they want to steal later souped up cars because they can buy them. Uh, yep, yeah. and they're putting them underneath the car and then they're watching the car's patterns and they're like, okay, uh, well this is where he works and he spends eight hours there every day. So the second he'd go into work, they'd be like, all right, they they, all, they learn a pattern. Yep, we got all the time in the world, and we know exactly where it is. We go in there, we hit it, we take the car, and we're gone. You know, yeah. But but the great thing that Apple did to counteract that is now, if you have an AirTag near you that's been basically kind of around you for a certain period of time, it'll alert your your own phone, even though it might not be your AirTag. Yeah, it'll tell you like. You're, there's an air tag near you. Yeah, and, and I, it's, I had read that too. It's been near you for a while. Yeah. Uh, so you might want to look into that. I mean, obviously, it's not going to direct you to it like you could with your own. No, but you might go then go out and uh, do a once-over around the outside of the bottom of your car. Exactly. Yeah. So so that there there are countermeasures in place to kind of stop the, you know that from happening. Right. Um, well, I said, and, and like you said too, the, the upside being is 98% of the people out there are not no, you don't, unless no, you no drive gonna... a custom vehicle or something that has, like, a catalytic converter that, that someone wants for resale or is in high demand, no one cares about you. Yeah, and so so the whole... People like to think they're way more important than they are. Oh, for sure, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, Me, on the other hand, I'd rather have that technology and be able to put it in a piece of luggage or put it on something that I might need to actually track, Yeah, knowing that I can actually get to it or find it uh, with not having to be within 50 feet of it right? in order to, to do so. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm not worried about any, anyone being able to hack into it or, you know, it being used in the wrong way for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a great, great little piece of technology that is actually surprisingly cheap for an Apple product. Um, One of the few. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not worried about anything nefarious uh, going on. No, no. It, it, like I say, it's I, I'm I'm no one important. It doesn't doesn't matter to me as far as who wants to. If someone else was able to find my air tag, okay, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I just like to know where my stuff's at. You're not worried about someone, you know, taking your tracking your Aston Martin when you're driving around. Bob, are they white? Shit, are they sorry, small, man. like white squares? They're not. They're little circles. Yeah. Probably about about that big. They're white. Tag on yeah. Them. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought I saw something on Danielle's pants. <laughs> as a jalapeno. <laughs> She's right there. <laughs> totally asleep. So soda and dollar pants. Daddy knows where you're going. <laughs> what 150 air tags. <laughs> it sucks because she changes her pants. Once she when she washes them, it completely she, kills the she air likes, tag. She likes you to think she does. But she, <laughs> she doesn't. Nick, you got a pick? Yes. Uh so my pick of the week is going to be the new kegerator I got. Uh, it's a company called Edge Star Store, E-D-G-E Star Store on Amazon. Um, it's uh, it's a smaller kegerator than normal. They uh, From this point, this is uh, $429. They run several, several hundred dollars into the thousands up. But um, this is definitely not bottom of the line. Um, 
but it's for all intents and purposes what I need it for. Um, it does a sixth barrel keg, which is 44 pints, and it has a 2.5 pound CO2 <clears throat> canister that comes with it. They're, they cost about 99 bucks, comes with it. Um, and if you got somewhere local that like a gas supply, um, it was seven bucks to fill up. Um, and this really works out well. Um, when, once you get everything up, um, it has um, interior LED blue lighting, which is super cool. Anyone that knows me knows I like lighting. Um, it costs $34. It's an Energy Star kegerator. $34 a year. Run it all year long, 34 bucks. Um, and it has a thermostat inside that you can drop it down to below 32 degrees if you so choose. Um, so it gets it super, super cold. Um, really well made. It wasn't difficult to put together whatsoever. Um, Edge Star Store kegerator on, uh, for one-sixth barrels for four twenty nine dollars on Amazon. Got it. Uh, all right, sir. So uh, to close it out, my pick is uh, on... <clears throat> I should have done this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but with the holidays and COVID, et cetera, uh, it just didn't happen. But uh, on Disney Plus, uh, the Beatles get back. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm the only one here who's really a Beatles fan. I could be wrong. I watched it. You did watch, you watched the whole thing? I, I, it, was, it was actually uh, going to be something I, I was going to assign to you. Um, well, now you don't have to. Well, I, and I figured I'm like, hey, he's going to watch it anyways. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be a pick of the week thing. Um, and I... We'll talk about it after because I, I obviously don't want to give any spoilers on on the episode. Yeah, but. yeah, spoiler free. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go, go no, ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, I think that uh, so three parts to it. Each part is like two to two and a half hours. So it's a it's a bigger time commitment, and it's uh, it's a a very specific period in their career where they were given. They were given an assignment, kind of, from the record company um, that they were going to be doing. Um, they're going to be recording a new album and then doing a uh, doing a show, which they hadn't played live together in like over two years. Uh, and they had like thirty days to get it together, like writing the album, like from nothing, and getting it finished and ready to go and ready to perform live. And it was a, like a monumental task and. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge Beatles fan uh, back from when I was a kid all the way up through now. If if you were never a Beatles fan, but you're familiar with who they are and you want to get a better idea of the music, uh, it's specifically about, you know, that, that particular Get Back album. And um, it culminates with a show that's uh, on the rooftops in London that you could find clips on it on YouTube here and there, but this is the whole thing. And so Peter Jackson, the guy who directed King Kong and the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy worked with the people from Apple records who had the footage from, because they, they wanted to document the whole thing. So they shot everything. And there's a lot of, I mean, I could sit here and probably go on and on about like a dozen or more super cool moments or things that were really interesting during the course of all these hours of footage. But, um, suffice to say, even if you weren't necessarily a Beatles fan, it's like watching the greatest band in the world, some would argue, certainly at the time, one of the most influential bands ever, actually writing songs and figuring out an album and working together in a way that 
is really kind of amazing to watch that you don't often get that inside look into into doing and and if you were a fan there's it speaks to you as well because there's a lot of inside stuff it, you know whether you were a, a fan of Paul or a, more of a John person or you're a George Harrison guy uh, it's a really interesting stuff that happened there so uh, you can find it on Disney Plus sweet so get back to where you want to go yeah there's a cool part where um like Paul McCartney comes in earlier than most of the Beatles. You know, John, not surprisingly, rolls in like last and often late. But Paul would get there early and he would just start sitting there noodling on the piano or playing something on the guitar. And he would just come out and start noodling something. And then, you know, like George would show up, Ringo would show up, and then they would listen to what he was doing and they would just kind of sit down. They would they pour themselves a cup of tea, have a sandwich. And they sit down and start, and they would just sort of fall into what he was doing. And would they start noodling? They would also start noodling, and the noodling would come together, and it would become a song <laughs> don't, don't, from the beginning. Go fuck yourself. I say, don't bite <laughs> Corey, on that seriously. bait. Corey. Jesus Christ. It would become a song, and they would, start, Corey, they would Corey, start from the serious. beginning. So it, it, it's something really kind of impressive to see. That's it. I apologize, <laughs> friend. <laughs> that sounds great, Bob. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. That's the podcast of the week. Get out there and do something interesting this week for Schnozcast. This is Bob and Corey and Nick saying goodbye. Todd, we'll miss you, buddy. We'll see you next week.